Dissonance likes this music. I hope so too. I think they do. I mean, we'll change the music, but not the podcast. This, this is, is the, the New Way podcast. podcast. Did we almost miss our intro? This is the New your favorite podcast brought to you by the song and dance team, the newlyweds, Dallas Penn and Chocolate Snowflake. Whoop, whoop. Yo, I kind of like the way this, ooh, yeah, it's kind of You like sweet. that? It's kind of smooth yeah. and sweet? We should now incorporate that into our... Uh, well, I mean, we're going we're gonna to pull it down, but I just kind of like how it just kind of like, like, I didn't want us to just yank it. <laughs> like I wanted us to pull it down a little, a little smooth, a little How slow. How you doing, DP? I'm doing good, Chocolate Snowflake. How you doing? I am. I'm pretty darn good. I'm In feeling fact, good. I'm feeling. I'm so damn good. So damn good. <laughs> I am feeling good. We had a nice little weekend in we DC. We did indeed. That's so damn good is just a little bit of an insider joke, internets. We just got off the bus, the boat bus from DC, which is a whole other story in and of itself. But one of the things we did was have a fantastic meal before we left yes. at this new hot spot called Maketo. On H Street. H Street is Ooh. about to be... Um, Brooklyn-fied. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, let's stop giving Brooklyn all this credit. It's, it's about to be like Greenwich Village, okay? That's the real, that's the real hippie zone that, um, that Brooklyn oftentimes tries to reference. You think so? I think so. I think so. I mean, Brooklyn definitely has its own personality. Yeah. But it was it's that free it spirit. Well, it was that free spirit. Plus also, I mean, the buildings on 8th Street, they're, they're still kind of a... I just meant it's, it's being gentrified. That's all. Yeah. It's not complicated. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know, I know. <laughs> we were about to get into some serious analysis. <laughs> Anything. I'm it's sorry just, about the internet. Y'all would have been like, "Who gives a flying f u c k?" So let me tell you though, for, Maketo for the for the folks that are in the district area, definitely definitely fucks with this spot, Maketo. During the Ooh. summer, it's gonna be a pop. The food is incredible, incredible. And if you follow me, Chocolate Snowflake on IG, you'll see it. Uh, cute little uh, clip of Dallas going face first into some noodles. So damn good. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that noodle soup was fantastic. Man, but a nice yeah. little spot. Nice little retail coffee shop restaurant. A little funky spot on 8th Street. District uh, internets. Make that make that one of your, your spots for the summer. Definitely. Definitely. You'll love the food and uh, you'll love the flavor up in there. But we ate good all weekend. I got to we tell did. you something. When we, we did. did eat, we ate, we ate well. We did. I like that um, that little make your own pizza spot and pizza. <laughs> that was good. Although we were there. The one we were at was live. Yeah, yeah. It was like a school got let out at 11 o'clock at night. Uh, right, right. It, it was like high school just descended upon <laughs> DuPont Circle. DC is uh, DC is live. DC is live. DC has a has a nice little flavor, has a nice little energy. Um, Stonefish Grill, though, I think that might have oh, been the highlight oh, of our oh, whole oh. weekend. Another spot we we we, <laughs> we, um, we hit up. Now, and here's what happened: I touched down in DC um, before Chocolate Snowflake got in town, and um, uh, I was with Sneaker Concert. I was helping the the fellas set up for the con, and. Um, 
I ran into a, a I, as I'm just trying to find my way through D.C., looking for a train uh, metro station, I see a, a, a brother who reminded me of me. <laughs> okay, a portly man, but still stylish in his own regard. And he just looked like somebody who, who knew D.C. And sure enough, he was somebody who knew D.C. inside out. And as, as uh, he walked with me to a train station, he pointed me to a spot called Stonefish Grill. And he was like, yo, my man, you got um, to go there for happy hour. <laughs> and um, he was like, yo, the women inside there, the young ones be trying to act old and the old ones be trying to act young. And um, sure enough, so so Chocolate Snowflake and, and he I, was right. <laughs> Chocolate Snowflake and I went there, caught that happy hour in there that night, and we just laughed. We just we sat literally in the in the center of uh, of the restaurant and just watched the people and watched the ladies twerk and watched them wind. And uh, someone got up on a table. And then someone else. An 80 year old oh, man. An 80 year old man that's What's running. up in there? And he was just, it was, he could yeah. barely move, okay? But he was determined. But he, he was, was moving, doing a little he was two, moving. Two step. He was moving. It was just, it was a thing. Ladies yeah. came in, they had like their extra special Friday night wig on. I mean, it was a scene up in it there. Nice it was scene. a nice little scene. It was nice. And the, the catfish fingers, again, good food, great drinks. <laughs> so, I mean, again, another just warm shout out to the district. You never let me down, DC. Yeah, we had a good time. Um, you never let me down as long as I'm not trying to deal drugs. All right, I'm just going what, way back. What, I'm going way back. What, that's what? That's some personal history. If you ever read my blog, you might you might know that story. But anywho, as long as I'm not trying to do anything sideways, uh-huh. I'm having a good time in the district. Uh huh. Okay. Do we need to unpack the story? You know what? Not on this podcast. Okay. Not on this podcast okay. because. We're gonna we've got a litany of things to run down. I feel like I don't want to hold these good folks' ears hostage too tough. No, 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 what? not at all, not at all. We got we got we get in and out with our podcast. Uh, okay, maybe another time. Another time. Another, another time. time. We get in and out with this joint. So you had mentioned earlier, actually, because it's kind of spring and we're like, you know, flowers are blooming and people are feeling footloose and fancy free. We've got a, a an anniversary coming up. Yes. Actually, yes. We have a couple of anniversaries coming Yes. Up. Yes. Anniversaries on anniversaries on anniversaries. <laughs> we have like 18 anniversaries. <laughs> I, I don't even think we can count the number of anniversaries we have. Okay, let's really try. To really keep it really real. We have the anniversary of when we met. Yes. Okay. Then we have the anniversary of our first date. Yes. Then we have the anniversary of when we got engaged. Yes. And then we have the anniversary of when we finally got married. Yes. Which kind of kicked off this whole podcast. Go ahead. Okay. Um, do, do we have any others that I'm forgetting? Well, I mean, <laughs> I, I like to think we have the anniversary of the first time we went to a bar for drinks. You know, there wasn't really a date. That was kind of like, you know, a little meet and greet we oh, had. Oh, my gosh. You're right. Um, then That's we right. have the anniversary of... <laughs> Uh, the first time our friends or your friends met me. Is that an anniversary for you? I mean, I'm just saying. I like to. to I like to. You just like to make, mark those occasions. I like to make anniversaries because then you know you can keep it special. You can remind yourself. You can laugh about a lot of good times. I mean, that that's the whole point of an anniversary. You want to remind yourself of a good time, of a landmark 
point. And it makes you feel good. So you create anniversaries to give you those moments of joy, to remind you, to rekindle them. To oh, that's so sweet. Sure, sure, sure. Ooh, somebody's so gonna get sweet. some action. That is so sweet. Okay. I don't keep the anniversaries in this relationship, folks. <laughs> Dallas <laughs> but, but keeps it, the calendar. <laughs> but to keep it one thousand. That's nice. That's to nice. Keep it one thousand. Nice. That is truly nice. After all these years of being with Chocolate Snowflake, <laughs> every year I have to remind myself <laughs> what day her birthday is. You are terrible at that. You know all these other anniversaries, but you can never remember my birthday. Yeah, and I know it's, it's coming terrible. up. I know it's, it's terrible. terrible. I know it's coming up. It's terrible. I know it's coming up, and I know after SneakerCon. Um, I have to get you a new pair of sneakers also. Yes. Because um, you have sneakers, but you need a new jazzy pair. A new jazzy pair. Something really, yeah. Yeah, you can't be be seen with me in public in these SBs now. (laughs) Because it's been done? Yes. Well, you've you've been seen with these SBs several times now. Yes, yeah. So I really have to change them. But I like them. I know, and I like them on you, but we've got to change up the uh, footwear only because I have... Too many sneakers uh-huh. for you not to have another pair. Uh-huh. <laughs> People are saying things, I'm sure. I haven't heard them yet, but I know. I know they're saying sideways things, so I got I to gotta step my game up for you. Okay? But your birthday is coming up, though. Yes, yes. Okay, I know it's coming up. As a matter of fact, we'll be dancing whoop, whoop. Um, at uh, Key Star Productions. That's Keita and DJ Spinner. Yeah. Uh, at their Soul Slam party. Soul Slam. All right, I gave y'all a date on the last podcast. I said April 26th. It was wrong. It, it's actually April 25th. Saturday night, April 25th at Kai Studio here in Brooklyn, uh, down on Dean Street. All right. Look up Kai Studio. Don't stop till you got enough. Look up Soul Slam. I mean, this is really for the Brooklyn internets, anywho. And when I say Brooklyn internets, I mean like like the fly Brooklyn internets. You know, not y'all, not y'all cats. And people in Brooklyn that don't come out your houses, <laughs> but y'all fly people that like to to get it popping and get it and get it shaking. So Soul Slam this Saturday, April twenty fifth, Michael Jackson versus Prince. Wow. Yep. So I mean, just just come to dance, y'all. Come to dance your feet off. All right. We just came from DC. Yes. We took the boat bus. We survived the boat bus. Yes. Coming and going. Which every time we do that trip, it seems longer and longer. I don't know why, but it does. Yeah, that bulb was starting to wear me out. <laughs> I, I mean, we are getting older now to the point where we're grown enough. We need to just fly to D.C. now. Word. You know? <laughs> I mean, we'll probably spend more more, more time on the, on the runway than we will in the air. But, yo, bulb bus, y'all are really, I don't know. There's not too much bolt in that bolt bus. No, there is definitely yeah. no bolt in that bolt bus. Um, but being in D.C., you know, made me think about politics and all this other stuff. And we you had can't Hillary. avoid it. You can't, can't avoid, avoid it. it. You can't avoid and it. And we had Hillary announce her um, candidacy. Yes. Are you excited for the Hillary Clinton candidacy? Uh, no, Chocolate I have Sunday? to say I am not excited for it. Not one I'm. I'm really... I. I you know what? And I have to believe you because <laughs> you, I live with you. Do you hear it in my voice? <laughs> I have to believe you, but I but I can't believe you. Why? This is like to me a great moment because it's really I really feel like Hillary is going to be the first female president of the United States. 
I don't. It may happen. I don't know. I, I don't. I, I don't know. understand why you're not excited. It is going to happen. I don't identify with Hillary. I don't really. I, I don't trust her. I don't think why she's. Why don't you trust her? Well, she was such a sweet lady when <laughs> when her husband, you know, had those issues with that intern. Those issues. <laughs> I mean, he. Said he didn't have intercourse with her. Well, that's neither here nor there. Who cares? Okay, but he had some other issues with her. Yeah, and she was a sweet lady. (laughs) And then she came and she moved to New York so that she could become our senator. Your words are dripping in sarcasm. No, I mean, she moved here to become our senator. I'm glad she chose New York. She could have gone anywhere and become the senator of that state. All right. She was a grandmother. She wasn't a grandmother at the time, but she was a mom rock star. She was a rock star mom. I am not enamored of the Clintons. Never have been. Uh, that's that's Never nonsense. Never have been. I haven't been. That's, and, that's and revisionist history. It's not revisionist the history. The Clintons, everyone loved the Clintons. That's not true. Bill played saxophone on Arsenio. <laughs> yes, it's true. That, right. that did he happen. Smiled. He smiled. That did happen. Everyone loved the Clintons and their machine. We true cried story. for the passing of Ron Brown. True story. Vernon Jordan. We met him. I met... I met President Clinton okay. after he left office. Okay. In my one of my other f- former lives, former jobs, and he was giving a talk, <clears throat> and he came and he met the staff, and and so everyone got a chance to kind of you know meet and greet and shake his hand and take pictures with him. Okay. And I have to tell you. I mean, the dude is very charismatic. That's right. After everything, That's even right. not even being a fan, like not liking his politics, feeling like, you know, because I do feel essentially my problem with the Clintons, with a lot of these kind of like democratic neoliberal folks is that I don't feel that they're really ultimately progressive. And so they sell one thing while they're running to kind of court the progressive vote and to make sure that black people turn out and people who have interest in the concerns of those who are less fortunate in this society. And then when they actually get into office, they usually hew center or even right and they enact policies, whether they're foreign or domestic, that end up hurting quite a few people. And Clinton was no exception, in fact. And so, you know, I, I, to my mind, I haven't seen any evidence that Hillary is is anything other than that same model. But yes. that being said, you know, I mean, I never called. I was not the one to call Bill Clinton our first black president. I actually found that pretty offensive. But I agree too. Um, but my dad never cheated said, on my mom. Exactly. Thank you. He was a black man. Thank you. So that being said, I'm in this room with the former president. And he's glad-handed, and he's got that voice, and he's like, hey, how you doing? And I swear to God, he looked at you. He looked at me, and it was like I was the only person in the room. (laughs) And part of my brain is going, you know, oh, cool, this is the president or former president of the United States. Part of my brain is going, you know, this asshole. And then this big part of me that was going like, oh, my God, it's the president of the United States. Ah." And I'm all like, you know, 12 years old and completely starstruck and there's this picture this great picture my boss was really mad of all of us kind of lined up and he has his arm around my shoulder I don't know how I got to stand right next to him Uh but I was totally like after the whole thing was over I was like I don't even know what happened I felt like it came out of a fog you know and I had just been like mesmerized it was some magic happened that's what that's (laughs) 
what Bill Clinton does. That's the magic of Bill Clinton. And that's, and that's what Hillary is going to trot out if things get desperate. Well, there's no... Of course, she's going to rely on Bill if things get hard and she has mm-hmm. to kind of put the whammy on people. Yep. Um, but, uh, you know, I mean, just ultimately... I, I just don't see her being that much of an agent of change. It would be very exciting to have a woman president. That's true. But I don't think just because a woman is president means that necessarily there are <laughs> the issues that people identify as quote unquote woman issues are necessarily going to be addressed because the office and the issues are bigger than one person and one agenda. And I don't think you get to that point <laughs> by being outside of kind of the most kind of mainstream, um, frankly, beholden to all the people that poured tons of money into your campaign. And by people, we mean corporations and special interests. So this idea that someone's going to come in and just by virtue of who they are, having survived that whole process of arriving at a national stage for a presidential I, I election. I want to just say something. I want to just say you sound You sound uh, kind of heartbroken. <laughs> from the Obama administration. Oh. Are you still... That's what I'm hearing right now from oh. you. All the things you just related about about someone, you know, coming in with all kinds of, of, of fanfare and promises. And i got to tell you something. Obama didn't really make any promises. No, he didn't. He just came through with, with that silky smooth um, bop. Yeah. Like how he would bop up to the microphone and how he would walk away. Yeah. And a lot of people... Us in particular, colored folks, young uh, progressive minorities said, oh, man, he is so down. Like, this man is down. Anyone who walks like that has to be (laughs) down. The thing that's slick about Obama is that he never actually said he was down. And there were a lot of indications that in a lot of ways he was not down. Mm -hmm. But... You know, he you allowed to people. He, he didn't contradict you. Yeah, no, you wanted you to believe that, that he him. was down. So he was like, yeah, sure. You, you know, I give you a dap. Believe he was down. I give you a dap. Was whatever. So smooth. You know, he was smooth. Yeah. Like, how could anyone that smooth not be down? <laughs> you know what I mean? So, <laughs> so now that you you've gone through the Obama heartbreak of Obama not being down, now you feel like, oh, I'm not going to let Hillary let me down. Also. But I was never, I'm not invested in Hillary okay. in the same way. I'm really not. I'm really not. I mean, like I said, it. I think it would be great if we had a female president. I really hope that this is not, we're not entering an era of, you know, let's make sure we check every, like, box for successive presidents. Like, oh, first black president. Oh, first female president, who happens to be white, of course, because you couldn't do two in one, right? No. Um, you know, and then next one. I mean, I'm, I'm writing in <laughs> Shirley Chisholm. Oh, ooh. Back from the grave. Rising rising from the past to inspire our future. I, I love zombie uh, culture. <laughs> so, I mean, as a zombie president, Shirley Chisholm would... You I don't know. know, that sounds really unsavory, but I love the idea of a Shirley Chisholm-esque figure kind of arising okay, out of maybe, the populace. Maybe I'll write in uh, Lenora Filani. Maybe I'll well, write her in. I'm all for uh, unbought, unbossed. That's it. That's it. Who can we find that who is unbought? Unbought and unbossed. Unbought and unbossed. That's right. That was Miss Chisholm. All right. All right. I all love right. it. I love it. Now, speaking of someone who is... Uh, uh, certainly not unbought. Yeah. Who's completely bought. <laughs> bought, sold. 
But she is still a boss. She is still okay. a boss. Man, everyone was buzzing over Madonna uh, putting her mouth all... Ugh, that was disgusting. Putting her tongue all into Drake's mouth. Crazy. That was so unsavory. That was the opposite of sexy. Like, like... I was traumatized watching it. Here's the thing that comes to my mind. When, when Madonna was at some MTV award mm-hmm. and she got everyone riled up because I think she kissed... Britney Spears and Christina Aguilera yes. or something like that. Yes, she did. But think about what happened to Britney Spears after that kiss. <laughs> and the ruin that it led Britney Spears to. So I feel like Drake, he, he better he better find some some Haitian doctor. He better find someone to to take that voodoo off him that that like Madonna just sucked it's, ten years out of his life. It's the Madonna effect. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, she killed wow. Britney Spears' career with that kiss. Wow. Okay. So wait. So who else would we sick Madonna on? Like, yeah. this is a potent weapon here in the right hands, right? Uh-huh. So if there's like this Madonna effect, like who okay. would we want Madonna to kiss? Well, maybe Drake. Maybe we wanted that to happen. <laughs> maybe that's what should have happened. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe we needed that to happen. I mean, I'm not mad at Drake. I'm not mad at Drake. He's a good boy. He's a good boy. He's a good boy. But was, was Rick Ross kissed by Madonna? Did that happen yet? No. Sadly. No. no. <laughs> Sadly. I think it needs to. Word. Rick Ross kissed by Madonna. That would be it. That would be it for Rosé. I'm trying to think. Now, you've really, you've really given me a lot to think about now. Who well, should we? Who should we sick? Internet. Who should we sick Madonna's lips on? Right. Okay. Who? Tell us. Who do we need to shut down? Tell us. All right. Hashtag the Madonna effect. Okay. Okay. <laughs> all right. Good question, Chocolate Snowflake. Good question. Now, yeah, you're gonna have me thinking about this all week. Yeah. You know who I need Madonna to kiss. Exactly. Okay. That's certainly. Uh, certainly. Uh, what's his name? Ted Cruz. Oh. That'd be awesome. Now, what would happen if Madonna kissed Hillary? If Madonna kissed... Well, that's the thing. I think Madonna and Hillary's Would powers, it be like like magnets, like opposite polar magnets that I, just couldn't I even get close so. to each other? I think they so. They kind of just like bounce. I think so, but, 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 but here's quite as this cat. Yeah. Um, Hillary will probably trot out Madonna at some point. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Sure. She's gonna she's gonna pull out all the stops. She is. Hillary is not going to lose this contest. You don't Shabbos think so? Over. I don't. Uh, it's you think the machine is too strong? It will be the October surprise. Who, too white, too strong. Yeah, for <laughs> real. I mean, who who can this this uh, uh, fractious Republican Party, you know, put out to to compete against this you know this woman of the machine? Yeah, no, I think you're right. I think you're right about that. I think the Republicans, at least none that we can see at this vantage point, have anyone who's even close to being able to um, to Madonnaize right, right. I mean, Hillary. It's just, it's not happening. What'll be interesting is if someone pops up out of the Democratic it, field that's a serious uh, challenger to her. Uh, that, and I think she's actually worried about it because, I was just reading this article about how her campaign has been filled with people who are like, Outsiders, so the Clintons are known for being like really loyalists and having like the same people work on their campaigns over and over again. Mm-hmm. And so she's brought in a bunch of people who are not Clinton loyalists. Mm. One of whom is a young woman who specializes in young female 
women of color, voter turnout. That's wow. basically all she does. Wow. Um, and so I think in doing that, she's kind of signaling, signaling that she clearly knows she has a problem there with essentially people like me or, you know, people like you, where she's, she doesn't reach us. And so we're, not that we'll vote against her, but we'll just stay home. Yeah. And yeah. that could hurt her. Right, right, right. I, I don't, I don't want to stay home. I, I want to go and write in. Uh, Shirley Chisholm. Yeah, right, right. No, I want to go in and write in someone I feel like, um, you know, as my, as my protest vote. Someone I feel like. Uh, I'll tell you what. Should be. You write in me and I'll write in you. And together we're going to fix this nation of you know ours. You know what? I, I, don't need, I don't need the FBI <laughs> sicking anyone on us. Any one of those alphabet <laughs> agencies on us. So you know what? You're right. I'm not going to write in anyone now and I'm going to stay home. <laughs> you just convinced me to stay home now. It's the, it's the Madonna effect. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, for real, for real, for real. But yo, this crazy story. Can we just talk about this for a minute? This is kind of an odd segue. But I have to tell you, because I read this thing and I was just like, what were they thinking? So... And somehow this all ties in. Mm -hmm. So Ben Affleck was on this show on PBS There's about, um, you know, knowing your roots. It's hosted by Skip Gates, the, the academic and kind of noted dude. Right. Remember when, remember when Skip Gates <laughs> got arrested? Yeah, that's right. Exactly. In his own house? Exactly. Beer Gate. Okay. That was so, crazy. So, um, so where was I? Oh, God, I totally lost my train. Oh, oh right, right. Okay. So Ben Affleck's on this... Skip Gates show, yes. like Know Your Roots or Do You Know Who You Are, or whatever it's called. Okay. And turns out, shock and surprise, there's sarcasm there, folks, that like most white people in America, he has slave-owning ancestors. Mm-hmm. Apparently... Well, not most white people in America. Uh, A lot of white people in America, but not most. Not most. Because, listen, most white people in America's ancestors worked for the landholders who owned also owned slaves. I mean, when you think about those white folks that came from Scotland and Ireland and uh, Prussia and Germany, um, they were they were escaping famine and poverty. And when they came over here, the landholders said, hey, listen, you, we got two rules here. All right. Don't mix with these blacks and don't ever mix with these blacks. <laughs> so. OK, so some. But I yes. will say just as a point of History. Okay. A lot of those Scottish and Irish and German folks who came over early in the Republic mm-hmm. were basically pretty much became the major wealthy landowners in the South and the tradesmen and the people. I mean, there was lots of slavery up north too. It wasn't like it was isolated below the no. Mason Dixon no. line that came later. So there's, I mean, there's a lot of. There's a lot of connections, either directly or indirectly, to slavery that most white white Americans have that either they don't acknowledge or they don't know. Okay. Okay. So let's just leave it that way. Okay. Okay. Right. There's no way, you know. Fine. Fine. Okay. Fine. So anyway, he's really upset because he feels like this somehow messes up his image, not to mention his self-image um, mm-hmm. as a good, you know, liberal person. And so he basically petitions the show to edit out the part where they discover that he has a slave-owning ancestor. So Gates then emails the head of Sony, and this all comes out in the Sony email links that had to do with the whole, um, what was it, the, the hacking, the Sony hacking scandal? Yes, yes. And he's like, should we do it, shouldn't we do it? 
And the head of Sony's like, well, if no one knows about it, yeah, go ahead. And Gates is like, no, that would mess up our, our, our editorial integrity. But then in the end, the show aired without that information in it. So mm. of course it comes out now, right? Mm-hmm. And now everybody's got egg on their face. Affleck looks like an asshole. Gates looks like an asshole. <laughs> they all look really bad. And the thing that's hilarious to me is just like, why not? Like, what's the big deal? Yeah. Unless, unless I somehow mean, you feel honestly that you're still entitled to some shit. <laughs> well, I was, I was just gonna say, I bet, I bet Ben Affleck still has some kind of slaves. I, that fit may very well be. I bet Ben Affleck has people working for him, doing his nanny work, you know, cleaning his house under minimum wage, non-union. I mean, listen, it's in his DNA to exploit. Humans, sorry, Ben. That's just you know, it's, it's in your bloodline. In one of the emails, it's funny. Um, Gates you can't talks help about yourself, the, Ben. That's true. Gates talks about how they did the same thing when they did Anderson Cooper, and of course, he comes from the Vanderbilts, and there's a lot of slave ties there. And he's like, Anderson Cooper didn't even bat an eyelash, and his, as he puts it, his ancestor was an even meaner sob. You know? Yeah, I mean, because it's I, just. How does Ben Affleck not know that... This is what I'm saying. His folks, like, you know, were, were, were holding slaves. How do, how do people but not know that? why does it matter now? This is the thing. If you're, that, if you're that aware, right, and you're that committed to issues of social justice and to wanting to rectify the mistakes of the past, then even if you're not aware, let's say it's a big secret in your family that's been conveniently lost through the generations. I don't think slavery was a mistake. No, um, no, I didn't say... Did I say a mistake? Okay, okay, mistakes of the past. I don't, oh, I don't oh, think it was a mistake. Right, okay, you're Slavery right. Slavery was totally on purpose. It was totally on purpose. You're right. Thank you for the correction. Yes, I ma'am. agree with you on that. Um, but if you're concerned with that, then why try and hide it? Like, why not just be like, yeah, and like most people, you know, this is something that I have to deal with and it's part of why I devote myself to these issues. Right, right, right. right. I'm telling you, Ben Affleck has slaves and then, now. And then, and then like Gates, what's up with that? I mean, he's supposed to be this Harvard, you know, professor who's really into uncovering truth. And there's like this editorial. Uh, Gates got arrested in his own house. He got arrested in his own house. You think that shook him? And now he's like, no, I'm not going to call anybody out. I, I think that let him know. I mean, Internet. I've said this uh, in my in my weblog many years ago alright understand what the word nigger is translating and it's not translating the color of your skin but the class and the caste in which you reside in this country and Hmm. you know the nigger the plowman the guy digging in the soil and the dirt and stepping in the shit from behind the team of horses or ox or whatever, that person, we still don't respect the nigger in our country. We still don't respect the people that grow our food, that cultivate our food, that have their hands in the dirt. Mm-hmm. We still have a disrespect for them. But the, the, the idea was that, hey, listen, I don't care if you black people get an education, if you, you know, become a doctor, a lawyer, an engineer... You'll still be of the cast of people who dig in the dirt. 
So how does this relate? How does this relate? This is, that was Skip Gates reckoning that his doctorate, that his home, that even in his home, internet, even in your home, you are not safe. All right. If you are of this cast. Mm. All right. So anyway, anyway, I love how, um, you know, <laughs> we, we're not going to let you go off sometimes on a happy note. All right. So I hope um, I hope well, some of you didn't have to listen to this podcast all the way to this point. Maybe you dropped off after we talked about uh, the Soul Slam party. Okay, maybe you dropped off there. Good enough. But so, does this now mean that? Because isn't he in the reboot of Batman? No, is Daredevil? No, no. What is it? He's, in, he's in the reboot of Batman. He is in the reboot of Batman, right? Batman. I'm so sure. Batman the, had slaves. Batman had slaves. This is this is also the reckoning for us fan bros. Yes. They never talk about the slaves that Batman. I mean, held. how did his family amass all that wealth? Slavery. Exactly. Slavery, exploitation. Ben Affleck, the truth will set you free. That's right, Ben Affleck. You're going to be this Batman, except your slave-holding past and, and your probable slave-holding uh, present. <laughs> <laughs> internet, internet. I told you I don't want to hold you as hostage. Thank you for tuning in, logging on, listening to another episode of this, the Newlyweds Podcast. All right? Free your slaves, internets. And your mind will follow. Let your slaves go free. Seriously. Let my people go. They're good people. They're good people. Unless they're assholes. Then, you know, you can hang on to them. Yeah, in which, yeah, yeah. Let Don't them. release them into the general population. <laughs> what are we doing? Oh, man, listen. We're going to let these folks go. We're going to let these okay. folks go. But before we let them go, we remind them. Yep. What they were just doing for their last half an hour plus. Internet. This, this is the, the Newlyweds Podcast. Podcast. Free your slaves. This is the Newlyweds Podcast. Obama was depressed, but I wrote in for Shirley Chisholm. Unbought and unbossed. Shout out to Shala Lynch. Internet, go with God, um, vote with your heart. <laughs> vote early and often. <laughs> peace, Internet, peace. Good to see y'all.